Go to Proverbs 28. All right. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, today we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you for your word. It is truth. It is life. It is health to our flesh. Lord, thank you for speaking to our hearts today, doing a mighty work, doing a good thing in us. Lord, we believe that you are at work in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. And so, Father, we pray that each one today would have eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts open and receptive. May a spirit of wisdom and revelation be manifest in this place, in every one of our lives. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Give us the message for this hour now, the word for today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. Well, we've been uh, in a series for the last number of weeks called How to Go Broke. All right, and so we want to help you the best we know how to absolutely go broke. Praise the Lord. Preferably, though, we'd like you to take this in reverse and uh, reverse the principles and do the opposite and end up prosperous. You see, uh, we need to remember again that there are principles that God established in the earth and in the kingdom of God that will allow anyone, independent of their background, independent of how long they've been a Christian, or even if they're not a Christian, that will allow them to be successful and to prosper in life. And there are specific reasons why people go broke, okay? And if we know what they are, we can avoid them, even if you grew up broke, or if you've ended up broke somehow, these things can be reversed, Okay, and it's not a matter of everything, the stars being in line and, and uh, you know, or something beyond your control happening. No, God really placed these things in our control. And if that weren't true, how many know, for example, the book of Proverbs where we're getting a lot of this message, we wouldn't even need it. I mean, why would it matter how I act if it's up to God? If he's going to do whatever he's going to do independent of me, then I don't need to change. That's pretty comforting. And that's one of the reasons some people have the, the, the belief system that they do. They say, oh, it's up to God. I'm just trying to figure out what God's going to do. And it's all because, well, if you believe that, then you don't have to do anything. You don't have to ever experience any, any discomfort in changing your ways, thinking different, believing different, taking personal responsibility, okay, if it's all up to God. But in reality, it's not all up to Him. And... Uh, can I be blunt? I was speaking with a friend about this very subject, telling him, well, actually, he was listening to our podcast and sharing with him, and he made this statement, and I thought, you know, that's a good way to say that. And he said, yeah, it's like when you have people raise their hand. He's a minister as well. You have people raise their hand. Who needs a financial miracle? And it's the same people who raised their hand four years ago. That's a problem. Do you understand? It's not a matter of, well, why is God taking so long to get through, to, uh, you know, to move for those people? I would not put that on the Lord, okay? Because I can find Joe Sinner, heathen from the word go, out in the world, and he's been doing stuff the last four years that caused him to do well and be successful. And I think that's not even right. He doesn't know God, that's not submitted to the Lord, and he's doing so well, and I have to struggle from year to year. I really think that we're just missing something, okay? And thank God, we've got a book, an eternal book, amen? And it's got answers in it. 
Praise God. No matter what the Simpsons say. Yeah. Amen. Right. <laughs> saw the preview. That's all I saw. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, good. <laughs> anyway, this is the fifth part. We want to start with point number six here today. How to go broke. Point number six. Uh, it's found in Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28 and verse 19. It says, he who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. Okay? Now notice, it didn't mention anything about the Lord here. It just said, he who tills his land will have plenty of bread. But the person who follows frivolity... And so that's what we want to look at, following frivolity. And I want, I want, to, I want to say this a little bit different, different way. Uh, the Amplified Bible reads this way. He who cultivates his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless people and pursuits will have poverty enough. Okay? He who follows worthless people... And pursuits will have poverty enough. I'm just going to say it this way and focus in on this truth. Number six, if you want to go broke, follow the wrong people. Number six, follow the wrong people. Now, frivolous is simply, it simply means not having any serious purpose or value. Okay? I should not be following things that have no serious purpose. Or no serious value. There's a lot of people pursuing vain issues. They're giving a lot of energy to things that absolutely don't matter. They don't produce for them. They don't produce for any, anybody else. They're frivolous. And because of that, they are going broke. Life is not all about the light side. Okay, you know me, I'm a type of person who likes to goof around and joke around and laugh and, and have fun, and I do it while I'm preaching sometimes, and I definitely do it when I'm not, and, uh, and I think a person who doesn't laugh, who can't, you know, is never involved in a joke, I think they might be kind of bound up mentally, for real, I think they, got, they may have emotional bondages and issues, okay, we should all be people who smile. And if you haven't laughed in a while, i got to tell you, it'll be real good for you. Yeah. Tickle your neighbor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Laughter and having a good time and knowing about things that are light and not serious is very important, okay? Some people need to stop taking themselves so serious at times. Okay. Having said that, now, not everything in life is about the light side are things that don't matter. We must also all have a serious side. In other words, a side of us that will get to work and that will get the job done and will put the necessary energy and effort into the tasks that are before us and not just sit around playing around with things that don't really matter, that aren't going to cause any prosperity to come to us that aren't going to have any eternal value. It can't all be about fun and games. Okay. 
And, uh, you know, you heard Pastor Allen talk about the youth and, the, they, you know, they beat up that van the other night and tipped it over. And there was no eternal value in that. How many know that's okay, though? Okay. But, but here was the point. What do we do with our, our, our youth church? Well, the main thing is eternal issues. The secondary thing is we'll beat up a van. You know, we'll do things that don't matter. Is when we have things in that order, I think we're balanced. We're easy to get along with. We're fun. We don't seem strange to the world. And it, you know, you actually actually have a personality, and and not everything's a. Who'd you sense that? <laughs> Ooh. Not always carrying around a burden. I've just got this burden. Man, chill. <laughs> Go hit the van or something. What? You know, <laughs> do something to to lighten up. But, but here, here's what we must remember, is that the spiritual things come first. And, and even, I'm not even, I'm not just talking about spiritual stuff. Serious things come first, and they take a priority over uh, these frivolous issues in life. Again, if you till the land, you'll have plenty. In other words, if you'll get to work and do what you need to do, get busy with your stuff and take care of, uh, don't be afraid to work and take things serious in your life, you'll have enough. It can't all be, can't all be about chasing other things. Uh, let, let me show you uh, this from the New International Version. Some of you may even have this. It says, he who works his land will have abundant food, but the one who chases fantasies will have his fill of poverty. Who gets, who, ha, who gets poverty? The one who chases fantasy. Okay. Again, talking about, about things that have no basis in reality. We must live in the real world. Now, that does not exclude a person, because there are many of you, I, I pray this is true, who are going after things that seem beyond you. You are pursuing things that are beyond your natural ability to just make happen. Now, come on, shouldn't that be the definition of a Christian? Someone who lives outside of their own physical ability, taps into the supernatural power of God. And I've, I think it's very right that people dream and, and have big vision and, and, and say, I'm going to accomplish this, and it's beyond what they're naturally able to do. That's not necessarily frivolous. That's not necessarily a fantasy. But uh, one is faith. The other person is just, they're just wishing something to be true. One is actively pursuing a plan while the other just sits around and dreams, okay? And you can see a difference between a person who's going to get something done, who's going to accomplish great things, and a person who just lives in a dream world. Know what I'm talking about? Okay? And we want to be people who pursue great things. And I, you know, I applaud the entrepreneurial spirit. And, uh, and I think it's great when, when, and not everyone necessarily is supposed to do that, but uh, when people are going and, and doing things and, uh, getting out there in the realm of the impossible and making things happen. But let's keep our feet planted on the ground at the same time and listen to the Lord. And uh, I believe that will do us all a whole lot of good. Uh, take a left turn in, in the book there of Proverbs to the 12th chapter. Proverbs chapter 12 and, and verse 11. See, this is interesting. This verse is almost word for word as the other. It says, He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread. But he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. Now notice this. 
the, uh, the first one that we read says he will have poverty enough. And this one says he will, ha- he will be devoid of understanding. Well, there's a connection there. Say, well, which one's right? They're both right. They work together. I can see a direct connection between, between understanding and prosperity. Or a lack of understanding and broke. Or poverty. Again, the diligent person here, or the person who will take serious what he needs to take serious, will, in this case, the example is he'll get in there and uh, till his land. He will have understanding. That understanding will produce abundance, will produce prosperity in his life. The 24th chapter, take a right turn, the 24th chapter and the third verse. So understanding or being void of understanding and poverty go hand in hand. The 24th chapter and the third verse says, says this, through wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established. Okay, through wisdom. How do you build a house? Well, you've got to know how to do it. You have to have understanding for things to be established. And so many, many times people are pursuing the wrong thing. They're chasing a fantasy. In, the, in this regard, they're just going after the, the money. Well, no, don't go after the money. Go after the understanding. Go after the wisdom. Seek the knowledge. Seek the, the, uh, a grasp on how things work. That will lead to the prosperity. Okay, if someone's always just going for the money, I think they're missing the boat. I think they're chasing a fantasy because that's not how it comes. There are people all day long who dream about being rich. Dream about uh, having this and having that. And, you know, if there's faith involved, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think we've got to have some action to that. What is the action? I'm going to learn how the system works. I want to understand God's promises and what He said for me to do, so I will arrive there. Okay? And so again, there's a connection between understanding. And if I see this right, I don't think you'd find any, any believer, even those who, you know, have a hard time with you using the R word in church. Rich. I don't think you'd find any believer who would say, it would be wrong for you to seek understanding. Oh, no, God doesn't want you to have wisdom. Right? I think we'd be pretty much universal across the board at all Christians, all backgrounds, all different denominations. They'd say, oh, yes, God wants you to, you can pray for wisdom. You can seek understanding. Well, if I read this correctly, I find that riches and prosperity are connected to that. And if I seek after the one, I get the other. And you remember the story, of course, of Solomon. He was offered to have uh, whatever he wanted. And he said, I want the wisdom. And, of course, he got the long life and he got the understanding and, uh, as, uh, and he got the wealth and so forth as a result of seeking the right thing. Okay? Same thing's true today. Come on, let's go after what's really important. Let everything else ride on the heels of that instead of just going after the secondary issues, falling on our face and wondering, why isn't it working? Amen. Everybody smiling? Now, we're talking about, again, the Amplified said, but he who follows worthless people and pursuits will have poverty enough. You remember in, in point number four, 
how we were speaking to you about uh, correction, right? Not disdaining correction. And how it is very important for us to listen to other people. Very important that we take heed and listen to what others have to say in our lives. Let me give you the flip side of that now. Don't listen to everybody. Okay? The other side of that coin is not everybody is worth listening to. And if we open our ear to hear everything and everybody, we will likely be confused. Because there are a whole lot of different opinions about many, many things in life. And we must validate all by the word and make sure we're hearing things that are helpful to us and not hurtful or harmful in our lives. Now, Proverbs 11 and verse 14. Proverbs 11, 14. Says says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. The people fall. But in the midst, excuse me, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And so we can see as an overriding principle, it's a good idea to be surrounded by others who have wisdom. Part of my success in life is directly received from other people who knew what I should do. In other words, who had, who had wisdom, had direction, and I was able to receive that from them, from them and implement it in my life. The person who avoids everyone else is a fool. Can I tell you? Okay. Can I, we're all in church, so you're all here, so it's all good. Uh, the person, the, the Christian who stays at home and never goes to church. They just read their Bible or whatever. And they're a fool. I know that sounds harsh to some. Especially the ones watching on TV. <laughs> we can't see you. So just don't change the channel. But when you come we won't even know it's you. But it's foolish in this regard. When you are living alone, come on, you're going to receive from the Word whatever you want to receive. You're going to pray and make your own decision. It's called accountability. It's called no one else is there to question. And it is a good idea to have people around you that will question your decisions. Especially big decisions. Not people who are against you, people that love you. That love you enough to say, you sure about that one? You sure about that? You might want to pray about that. Have you thought about this? And it's safe to be in the midst of counselors. Again, though, we must make sure that the people we're around know what they're talking about. And it is possible to surround yourself with a bunch of fools. Kooks. Did I hear kooks over here? Someone helping me? (laughs) And that is what we must avoid. Now look right there at the 13th chapter. Chapter 13, verse 20. It says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Now obviously it's up to me, it's my decision who I'm going to walk with. And who I choose to walk with will determine whether I 
thrive, survive, or am destroyed. Again, that's up to me. He didn't say, he who walks with wise men, well, the Lord will choose to pour out his wrath or not pour out his wrath. Or No, again, this seems to be a principle that God set in motion. It's the way he created us, and so it all already and automatically works for any person who works it. Anyone. Independent of where you've come from, how much money you have in your pocket today, that's irrelevant. If you will do what the wisdom of God says to do, it will work for you. And so if I walk with a wise person, I get wise. If I walk with a fool, if I have fools as my companions, I get destroyed. Okay? Now, this doesn't mean that I won't, uh, I, that I won't associate at all with people who don't really have it going on. I'll, it doesn't mean I won't talk to people who don't have things working for them in their life. Or the fool. I'll talk to fools. Hug them. Say them tell them Jesus loves them. Right? Because how many know there could be some in here, in here today? Christian fools. Do we love them? Yeah. Say, who is it? <laughs> well, if you don't know, uh, it's you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're all good. Uh, there was, it was the first service. You guys are really... <laughs> but again, do we love people who don't have it all together in their life? Absolutely. Love them, hug their neck. I'm not avoiding people. But what we're talking about here is who we walk closely with. Who I choose to be close associations, who I give my ear to. I must choose those people. Because if I don't, what am I listening to? Okay. And if I'm listening to the wrong thing, it's going to impact me. You know, someone might say, uh, you know, go, go to 1 Corinthians 15 while, while I'm talking. Someone might say, well, I don't know about these things. I'm a pretty self-reliant person. There's a fly. I got him. I think. Oh, yep, I got him. What should I do with him? I'm not, it's gross to just squeeze them. Some of you guys are real macho. You just squeeze them. We can edit this all on a TV, so it's okay. Here's what I like. I like to throw them. Are some of you feeling bad for the fly? <laughs> Listen, typically no animals are harmed during our television broadcast. <laughs> but... I, a fly? I don't know. Oh! <laughs> it's good to have you here. <laughs> All right, here we go. You went to 1 Corinthians 15, right? So the, here's, the, here's my questions for you. Who are you following? 
Who do you listen to? Do you follow the advice of those around you who really don't want you to advance and prosper? Say, are, are there some people like that? Well, unfortunately, there are. Some people, they really do not want you to succeed. Sometimes it's because of jealousy. And it can be for other reasons. And you've got to watch out about the advice that you take from those who don't really care about you. I mean, not truly. They want to hold you down and so they can feel superior to you. Okay? They don't really want you to succeed. And I believe it's important that we avoid their advice. Doesn't mean we have to shun them altogether. We, we can walk in love towards them. But who are we listening to? Who are we giving our ear to? Because the words that you're hearing even now, they're either taking you up or taking you down. Everything we purposely listen to, it's either going to help us or hinder us. And if we continually listen to things, words of life, words that help, words that promote and lift up, it's only going to have a positive impact on our lives. Okay? And so we've got to watch that we don't feed on a bunch of garbage. A bunch of trash that takes us down, that, it, that eats away at our faith and our confidence in God. And so, uh, I, you know, sometimes people just want to control. You may have people in your life that just really want to control you. And so they're not going to tell you what's going to set you free. They're not going to give you words of life that bring liberty to you. They want to keep you under their thumb. Okay, and we've got to go to the word and we've got to go to, to good sources so that we can have what we need to succeed. 1 Corinthians 15, you're there, verse 33, says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Evil company corrupts good habits. And I've heard people say things like this, that, well, you know, I realize it's important that we watch who we spend a lot of time with, but I'm more of a leader anyway, and I don't really, it doesn't really influence me. It doesn't really affect me when I listen to wrong stuff and, and, and hang around people who, who, who live immorally and everything. It doesn't really get to me. Well, well, who is this first talking to then? I don't understand really that when people think they can just choose any verse from the Bible and take a pass on the ones they don't think apply. Well, that must have been for somebody else. No, I've found that more often than not, it's for that person especially. Huh? I mean, I've had people uh, supposedly speak to me, to me by the Spirit, you know, in a prophetic way. And I thought the whole time they were speaking or, or write something down and give it to me. And they thought, there's someone that's got this issue. And it was them. And I thought, don't they see that? I see that all over you. And you thought that was for somebody else? I w- Hmm. Recognize when the Lord is speaking to you and when the Lord is speaking through you. Okay. It's, it's real important to understand sometimes the Lord is helping us. Praise God. And so, again, do we get to skip that? Does it matter for you who you walk with? The answer is emphatically yes for every single one of us. This is true for all of us. We are being influenced by what we listen to and who we associate with. Those of frivolity, remember? Uh, or if we're listening to, to good things, right? Everyone. At the same time, we're all influencing others to some degree. Some to different degrees and different uh, magnitudes, but we're all having an impact on other people's lives. This will constantly take place as long as we are here on the earth. So choose wisely who you give your ear to. Have counselors, yes. In other words, wise people that can have input in your life. But don't just listen to anything. 
Don't just listen to everything that's out there. Just because it's on TV doesn't mean it's right. Just because, they're, just because they have a book doesn't mean they're telling the truth. Doesn't mean it's going to be help, helpful. Just like certain foods and certain chemicals can be poisonous and harmful to a person's body. Certain words can be harmful to a person's mentality and their emotions and their spiritual life. Okay? And so the Lord is right in this. Our company is very, very important. And, and this was an area, uh, you, you know, uh, th- this, this particular subject can really expand here. It's so important that you and I choose wisely uh, the church that we're in. And we you know we're preaching to the choir, but it's real important that people choose the right place. And, and I remember uh, just recently, not pretty recently, speaking to a particular person, and he had at one time been in a, in a good church, and they were teaching what we might sometimes call the full gospel. In other words, uh, yes, salvation, and yes, the basics of Christianity, and yes, healing, and yes, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and all the good stuff, right? All, they were teaching all that stuff, and for some reason or another, they had gotten away from that, and they were, uh, they were in a church that pretty much stayed away from a lot of those subjects. Doesn't mean they weren't saved, doesn't mean they're not our brothers and sisters in Christ, but just didn't, uh, di- didn't help people in those areas, okay? Usually probably a lack of revelation. They just didn't understand it all. So they didn't do it. And I was speaking to this person. He was telling me about all the problems that he was having in his own life and family. And his wife's health was just really bad. And, uh, and just as he's speaking, I'm just on the inside of me, I'm thinking, man, I wish you were in a church that could help you. And because if I, I could ask him, say, didn't he believe in things like divine healing? Well, yes, he did. But how many know if you get away from that, your faith goes, Psh. you get away from that, it's not as real to you anymore. And if you're surrounded by people that are, you know, good quality Christians, but just don't have that understanding, you're being isolated from healing. And I, you know, I even brought it up to him. I said, you know, you might want to think about this. Maybe get around some people who really know how to contact God in this area, who have faith in God's healing hand that can help your wife and her situation. Uh, You know, get around some people who know how to pray. And uh, say, don't the people at his church pray? They just pray different. Right? I'm not saying they don't pray, don't love God, but there is absolutely a difference. Okay, and, uh, and I don't, tell you the truth, I don't think it really clicked with him, and I wasn't going to be the Holy Ghost to him and tell him where he ought to go to church, and, uh, and, uh, uh, but I, I recognize this, that people get away sometimes from what God wants to do, and, and certain aspects of what he does, and they'll lose that in their life. It will go away, they become a target to the enemy because of that. What do we need? We need good company. Just like bad company will corrupt good morals, man, good company will protect you and help you so much when you can get around people who believe right and they will stand on the word with you. And if you're going through a battle, going through a struggle, they will be right there in the middle of it with you and never let you go down. There is nothing more valuable than that. Uh, You know, I just follow this path a little bit more, but uh, years ago, when I was uh, in ministry just a couple years and I was working with youth, and grandiose vision, you know, 
win the world, get them all saved, and nothing wrong with that, should continue to have that, do, and, uh, but things were small, I went to this church, it was small, and I was helping out there, getting things started with the youth ministry, and I had very little experience, and, and there was only, uh, you know, a handful, I don't remember the number at the time, but of, of youth that were coming, and I was, quite frankly, very frustrated, and uh, when God was there, I'm good, but as soon as the service was over, <clears throat> I don't know if you ever realize that can happen, <laughs> it's like, it's like, eh. There was hardly anyone there. <laughs> and, uh, and I was kind of uh, at the point, I wanted things to grow much faster than they were. And quite frankly, I'm still that way. But uh, much faster than they were. And I remember I was speaking on the phone with one of my helpers, one of my adults who was assisting me and just uh, being there to help me with the ministry. And as we were talking, she perceived, or I don't remember the exact conversation, but my frustration that it wasn't growing as fast as I wanted it to grow and you were doing everything we knew to do and and things were happening and she said to me she said I'm gonna pray she said it's gonna grow she said we're gonna have things happen God's gonna move in here and, and I'm gonna pray and she doesn't even realize it probably to this day uh, how much that impacted me I thought I got off, I thought, you know what, I'm not the only one praying. Because I felt like it, I felt like, man, I'm just trying to do all the work and it's not going like I want it to do. And someone else came alongside me and said, it's going to happen because basically I'm going to make it happen. You know, through their prayers and and their faith. And I thought, how valuable is that? When we can get around people, get around each other. And if I'm feeling discouraged or I'm being attacked or I'm going through it, but I know I've got a family. I've got my own company. I can get around them and they're going to look me in the face and say, you are not going down because I'm not going to let you. You are not going to fail because I'm going to stand with you and we're going to pray and believe God and we're going over in this situation. That's one of the reasons we get together, man. We have that with each other. Praise God. In the book of Acts, they were threatened not to preach and teach in the name of Jesus anymore. First thing they did, Acts chapter 4, is they went to their own company. Their own companions. What happened when they did? They got together, and it said they all lifted up their voices together, and they all prayed. Not just the person who's struggling. Everyone got around them. There was unity. There was support. There was encouragement. They said, we're going to touch heaven together. We're going to get through this. And they prayed and God showed up. They were filled. The building shook. Boldness was imparted to them. It was awesome. It was powerful. But what do you do if you don't have anyone who will believe with you? I'm not saying any one of us can't touch God on our own. We certainly can. It's just so much better. So much better when we have the right company. And we're listening to people that are going to put us up instead of put us down. And so who are the wrong people? Who are the wrong people? I've got names. <laughs> now we're speaking, we're speaking specifically here today about how to go broke. Okay, we know you can see the principle how, how it kind of bleeds over across a lot of situations. But how to go broke. Who are the wrong people? In other words, the ones that, that I don't want to follow. First of all, 
Now, everybody, we love everybody now. Who are the wrong people? Number one, those who are broke. I didn't say they were the wrong people for us to love, right? I don't want to be, don't throw any stones at me. I don't put in my mouth what I didn't say. We love broke people. Even if it was all your fault. You played the fool. We love you anyway. Okay, but we're talking about how to get out. Who do I not want to follow? I don't want to follow those who are broke. That's just logical. Is it politically correct? I don't know. It's just, it's just right. Okay, who else? I don't want to follow those who are lazy. Okay, they're not going to help me. In fact, what happens if I get too close? I get lazy too. And we know that that's not going to help. We don't want to follow those who live in sin. Okay? Not look, not, didn't say you have to find a perfect person. No. I'm talking about a habitual lifestyle. Not someone who messes up and confesses their sin, gets forgiven. Talking about someone who doesn't care. They live in sin. That's not the person I want to get close to. Love them? Yes. Love them right into the kingdom. Follow them? Learn how to live from them? No. No, they're wrong. I don't want to follow those who are not learning themselves. I don't want to follow people who think they know everything. And they have stopped learning. They have cut off positive influences from their life. Because ultimately, I'm going to come to an end there. Because if they stop learning and I keep listening to them, I stop learning. And I stop growing. And again, understanding is what we need in order to prosper. I don't want to follow those who are stingy. Tightwads. That's not the kind of people we want to get around. Love them? Yes. Do what they do? No. No. Because that will not get me out of broke. I do not want to follow those who are faithless. Those who are faithless. Now, of course, we could talk about faith in God. And as a believer, certainly. Okay? But that's not really specifically what I'm talking about. Because faith goes beyond, I have faith in God. I want someone who has faith that they can succeed. Faith that I can succeed. They believe in good things and abundance coming to them and coming to me. I don't want to follow those who are always trying to talk me out of doing something great. Oh, you better not. You better watch out. You're getting out. That's too far. I mean, no one in our family has ever done something like that. I mean, your grandpa was a this. Your dad was a this. (laughs) You're going to be a this. That's just who we are. We are the, and they name their last name, and we are these folks. That's what we do. Well, I don't want to live in that box. Okay, I want to have freedom. I want to believe that I can fly, touch the sky. Right. I want to believe that all things are possible. Okay, and that's the kind of person I want to follow, not a small thinker, a big thinker. I also don't want to follow, this kind of connects to that one, 
I don't want to follow people who teach against prosperity. And there are some that love God and their understanding of Scripture is directly different than mine. They do not believe that God wants people to prosper. They believe he, he want, God wants people to just barely make it through life and will prosper someday in heaven. Well, I love that person. I just don't want to listen to them. Right. Say, but oh, they're such a good and caring person. Good. Not disagreeing. They might be a good and caring person. I just don't want to hear what they have to say. Okay? Because that contradicts where I'm going. Contradicts what I'm trying to achieve and believe for in my life. And I don't want God's supply of that particular thing to be cut off in my life. Just like if I surround myself with people who believe it's God's will for you to be sick. And God's will for you to be diseased. And all this stuff. I don't want to listen to that. Because I'm cutting off God's supply of healing in my life by filling my mind with things that contradict by His stripes you were healed. All right. And so it's important that we get people who are on the same page with us in these areas. See, are you saying we have to just stay around people who agree with us and everything? No. There are a lot of issues. You know, if you believe in pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, you know, rapture, I love all of you. I don't really think, I mean, agreement's nice wherever we can, but that's not going to affect my being a, a good Christian and success in life. We can disagree about a lot of, a lot of uh, theological issues. People can have different views, and different churches can have different emphasis, and it doesn't mean it, it's going to hurt us. But there are some basic fundamental things to my life that, you know, I can't just feed on the opposite of that and expect to succeed and have the wisdom of God. Let me give you one more scripture here today in, in Luke chapter 6. Now listen, it is possible for me to teach something accurately that I have not experienced, but it doesn't carry the same weight, okay? And I think this is an issue why we're talking about following the right kind of people, I would rather follow someone who is living what I desire to live. As opposed to someone who can just explain it. Okay, Not that there's no value, it's just not as weighty when someone is living what they preach. Living what, what they talk about. And, uh, you know, it, it's like, I find this kind of annoying. When someone wants to teach or preach on or against the baptism in the Holy Spirit and yet they have not received it themselves I mean what sense does that make you're telling me all about this and how it's not for me and everything and you don't even experience this yourself it just carries more weight if I want to hear about being filled with the Spirit that I hear it from a Spirit filled person that's just logical to me. I think, I think it's, a, it's troublesome in some Bible schools even that a lot of the people doing the instructing have never had any kind of successful ministry outside of teaching in the school. Not that what they're teaching is wrong or that it's totally invaluable. I just think things carry more weight when someone actually has done the work had an impact, had a, had, a, had a ministry, and out of that they teach. Okay? It's like, a, you know, some of you have stockbrokers. 
How many know a lot of stockbrokers are just commissioned salespeople? They don't necessarily know how to make money in the market. And that's why taking the advice from some, not all, but some, can be very dangerous. They might not know how to put the order in. But I'd like to ask, how much money have you made? Especially if they're going to tell me, I think you ought to buy ABC Company, and I think you ought to buy it now. And I think, well, is your money in ABC Company? (laughs) So if I'm going to read your book on real estate, making money in real estate, you know, I'd kind of like to know if you've made any money in real estate. (laughs) Luke chapter 6 and verse 39. And he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? A a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. In other words, a person cannot take you where they're not. And that's one of the reasons for following and listening to people in your lives who are learning themselves, who are growing themselves. Otherwise, they've capped anything anything that you're going to be able to receive. And you're not going to go further than than them because if they do an awesome, perfect job, then you're going to be just like them. Okay? And that's the result of walking with certain people. That's the result of giving ear to certain people to the end that you are like them in that area that you're hearing from them in. Praise the Lord. So this is why it can be so important. Now, uh, in closing, did I already say that? Okay, good. In closing, I want to make sure, you know, I'm not, you know, just part way. Uh, Following the right people, now, the right people now, does not mean that you necessarily have to have close personal contact with them. Okay. For example, I haven't met Paul yet. You? He's one of the guys I follow. Know what I'm talking about? And and in Matthew and Luke and you know the writers of the uh, of the New Testament, Timothy and James and, and a lot of these a lot of these people. Well, Paul wrote to Timothy. Timothy didn't write his own book, but you know what I mean. Uh, I didn't have any direct contact with them, but I'm benefiting highly from my association with them. Okay, there have been people in this life, in 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 my life that knew me very little, but I knew them a whole lot. They impacted me tremendously, and I'd never been to their house. You know what I'm talking about? You can receive influence from people in different ways. Obviously, you can read a book. If someone had some good things, you could read a book from someone and never meet them. But yet, they had a positive impact in your life. And this is the kind of influence we want to have. Uh, You know, even even pastors can't spend one-on-one time with most people. But yet, at the same time, they're called to equip those same people. And so the influences in our lives need to be chosen by us. If I want to go broke, follow the wrong people. If I am broke, it'd be a good self-examination. All right, who have I been listening to? Who's giving me advice? Who's speaking into my life? And maybe 
I need to change direction there. Maybe I need to cut off certain voices in my life and start listening to someone else. Who am I going to listen to? I would suggest someone who's living it. Someone who has in their life what you want in your life. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, today I thank you and praise you for your goodness. Thank you and praise you for your faithfulness, for your strength, for your love that abounds in our hearts, for the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Lord, today I give you thanks and praise. You're doing a good and mighty work. Help us all to have increased understanding, increased wisdom and knowledge, so that we may walk in the fullness of what you have asked us to, what you have called us to do. Father, I believe that even now you are leading individuals into the right connections, relationships, and you're leading some out of or away from wrong relationships. Lord, I trust you even now to help us to make divine connections with the people we need to meet, we need to know that will influence us in such a way that we can receive the abundance that you have promised. Thank you for leading us, for directing us today. Oh, you're doing a good work. What a mighty God you are. We humbly submit ourselves under your hand. Lord, entrust you today to speak to each and every one. Praise God. Father, I pray for those today who who have never been saved.